Okay, this is part three. Uh, the first part was on having faith in God. The second part was you uh, responding to God in faithfulness, drawing on the power of his spirit, uh, in being faithful in the cause of Christ. The third one is friendship, developing friendships in the great city of Poole. And I haven't gone for this just because it's another F, you know, faith, faithfulness and friendship. I've gone for it because the prophetic word is that God will use you and your church as a conduit or a gateway through which people will come into the kingdom of God. And we know from our own experience, history and from scripture as well, that people so often, I would say most often in our age, enter the kingdom of God through some kind of friendship with a believer, with a Christian. And that's friendship, evangelism, uh, friendships that Christians have with non-Christians are all the more important in the age we live in for the following reasons. Firstly, because unbelievers today have such a minimal grasp of the basics of the Christian faith. They've so many of them have grown up without much Judeo-Christian influence at all. They haven't been exposed to the basics of Christian truth. So it's going to take a whole lot more than one sermon to help them understand what Christianity is. Whilst that's very difficult to do in one or two sermons in a church, it's possible to do through a steady friendship with a Christian, ongoing conversations, feeding them resources about what Christianity really is. Secondly, and this is on a, in a similar vein, Modern day obsession with logic and our modern day drift towards relativism means that most non-believers today have several significant presuppositional objections to Christianity that need to be overcome to some degree before they can seriously consider the claims and teachings of Christ, such as how can a good God send people to hell? How can a good God allow suffering? Uh, what is the Christian response to LGBTQ? Isn't Christianity generally intolerant? Can we trust the Bible? If so, why? Until some of these, the question mark size of some of these has been reduced to a manageable size, it's very hard for them to peer over and seriously consider Christianity. Now, in a friendship with a non-Christian, you're able to talk about those things, feed them resources, introduce them to a Christian friend of yours who's more clever than you are when it comes to helping people overcome these objections. Very hard to overcome these objections in a satisfying way in a one-off sermon if they come to church with you on Easter Sunday, but it can be done through a friendship. Thirdly, there are so many unhelpful and powerful caricatures of what a Christian is today. Uh, social media has given those with extreme views, it's given them a lot of volume and they have pushed out that a Christian is this or a Christian is like that. And many non-believers now when they think of what a Christian is and what Christianity is, they go to these really awful stereotypes of com completely intolerant people and it makes, that makes it very hard for them to consider Christianity. I was in an airport recently and I struck up a conversation with two guys who were, they were a gay, a gay couple married um, from California. And the conversation was going great until they asked, and what do you do? And I said, I'm a pastor. And it, didn't, it wasn't a case that the conversation just dried up. They just stopped talking, picked up their bags and left. 
And I thought to myself, if these, if I was their neighbours, if they lived lived in Maryland, on the East Coast with me, I wouldn't invite these two to Easter Sunday or Christmas Sunday. I wouldn't even invite them on an Alpha course. Not for a year. I'd spend a year just trying to be a friend to them and showing them what a Christian is, that he is not as intolerant as they think uh, he is. Friendship is necessary to break down these caricatures. Uh, Fourthly, for someone to actually attend church or an Alpha course and hear the gospel, that nine times out of ten is going to happen when a friend, Christian friend who they trust invites them along. And finally, to be integrated into a church once you have crossed the line of faith, that's a big step as well. And that's much more easily done if they have a friend, a genuine friend who's a Christian. So in terms of thinking about building friendships in pool, I know many of you are doing it and I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but just a couple of encouragements. Think friendship rather than evangelism because anyone can be a friend. And when you are in a genuine friendship with someone, it's inevitable that you're going to get talking about spiritual things. So if you become friends with someone who's into yoga or someone who's into CrossFit or someone who does the park run every Saturday morning, as you become their friend, you'll find out that they're passionate about those things and they will want to tell you about them and you will want to ask. You might not be interested in park run, but you're interested in them. Therefore, you are interested in parkrun as far as it pertains to them. These things are going to come up naturally in friendship. And so too, if they become friends with you, the fact that you're a Christian, even though they might not think, oh, I want to become one, they're definitely going to want to ask you about it and they're definitely going to be open when you talk to them about it. That's just basic friendship. Think friendship more than evangelism and you will actually do the evangelism. Secondly, think team fishing. In Jesus' era, it wasn't just one guy, you know, with a, on a solitary uh, jetty on the lakeshore fishing all alone. No, it was a team of burly fishermen pulling a net together. And in Mark chapter 2, it took uh, four friends to get their paralyzed friends to Jesus. It's often the same today, that it takes a group of us as friends to befriend a non-Christian and help him or her towards the line of faith. And often there's one in the group who's the caring one, another who's the like the minister of fun, uh, someone else who's the clever one and who can cope with the arguments and presuppositional objections to Christianity, someone else who's the bold one, who's just great at making an invitation to church seem like the most natural thing ever. We can fish as teams. And just to encourage you, if you say, I don't have any non-Christian friends, Well, I'd encourage you to try and make some, but if that's too much for you, find out which of your Christian friends have got a truckload of non-Christian friends and then ask if you can ease in on their friendships and their friends become your friends and you can can team fish with them. So think friendship because anyone can be a friend. Think team fishing and think steps rather than conversion as success. Let me explain. Think of, I use the phrase uh, line of faith a lot. Think of a line in the ground. Usually, an unbeliever has to take about 10 steps towards the line of faith, then hopefully cross the line of faith, and then take another, say, 10 to mature in faith. Some of these steps that an unbeliever takes, takes towards the line of faith include hearing several, not just one, but several uh, clear gospel presentations for it to sink in. Uh, 
Uh, another step or steps is for them to have a good experience with a Christian, in fact, more than one Christian, and with a church, often with more than one church. These are steps that unbelievers often need to take to help them to get close to the line of faith. And when we think about friendship, it means we can all play in helping people take steps. Because if they have a positive experience with you, even though in their friendship with you they might not cross the line of faith, maybe they will in the years ahead. And part of that would have been because of their positive friendship with you. You get the idea. So think steps, not dramatic conversion, although that's what we're trusting it will lead to. How do I do it? How do you do it? Well, I could probably learn as much from you as you can from me, but I have three P's that I work on. Pick, pray, prioritize. So I pick some friends uh, from clubs that I'm in, I, because I work in a church office. I don't mix with non-Christians at work. So I have to be alert to hobbies and societies and my neighbors. But usually the groups you can pick from are friends and family, those with similar hobbies and work colleagues. So you pick one or two people that you uh, think you could strike up a friendship with or develop a, a friendship with. Pick, then pray for them. Prayer oils the hinges uh, on rusty hearts to allow them to be open and porous to the claims and teachings of Christ. Pick, pray, and then prioritize. Uh, we actually have to hang out with our, our friends serve them, love them, be kind to them, receive from them, get their advice. on. It's just called friendship. We actually have to prioritize those friendships with them. It's great to build it into the rhythm of our lives rather than starting a whole load of new things because that can often be a bit daunting and we're pretty busy already, right? But to incorporate friendship building into the normal rhythms of our lives, uh, that can be very uh, powerful. So I want to encourage you, I know that's been very, uh, this, this last one's been very practical, but the encouragement is that people will often, mostly I would say, come through the gateway into the kingdom of God because of a friendship that they have with you. It may be a city official's friendship with you, someone in influence who has a friendship with you that will open them and their departments, that part of the city, up to you in some way through friendship. I'm thinking particularly of one-on-one -on -one friendships. That's how people usually approach and cross the line of faith into the kingdom of God. So may God bless you in terms of having great faith in God, being faithful as you live in the good of this prophecy, and may God help you to be great friends to the people of Poole. God bless you. And thanks for the privilege of letting me be part of your church day.